What's up everybody? My name is Andrew and welcome to the Bundesliga. This is episode 10 where we're doing match day analysis for match day 24. So we're finally up to 10 episodes and we're finally caught up to the current match day. So all the previous episodes were me trying to catch up with this entire season. Then I did an episode about the winter break and the hindrance and the transfer window. But we are now finally caught up with the current match day. It only took 10 episodes, but here we are. Alright, so this match day was super exciting and there was uh, a lot of really important moments for the title race and some cool milestones as well, so let's just get right into it. So first match I'm going to talk about is Augsburg versus Dortmund. So here is where the title race gets really, really, really interesting. Dortmund suffers their second loss of the entire Bundesliga season against 15th place Augsburg. So you had first place Dortmund versus 15th place Augsburg, and Augsburg managed to squeeze out a victory from Dortmund and really hurt their title chances and, and kind of allow the gap at the top of the table to close. Augsburg was able to score a brace from Dong Wan Ji. So congrats to him, he got a brace against Dortmund. From what I saw in the game, both goals seemed to be kind of individual mistakes by members of Dortmund, specifically the defense. That's kind of what happens when you have a very, very young back line like Dortmund does. Um, I believe a lot of their you know, center backs and, and full backs and defensive line, or back four, are you know under the age of 23, 24. So they're all still very, very young players. And that can kind of happen with young players like that. They can make mistakes here and there. And here, obviously, Augsburg was able to capitalize on it. If you look at the possession stats, Augsburg only had 28% possession the entire game, but they were able to use that possession very, very wisely and capitalize on any mistakes that Dortmund made. So that's how they were able to squeeze a victory out of this game. So, yeah, like I said, this is a very, very important and could be a deciding match in the title race because Dortmund dropped points here, and if Bayern wins the next match they have, they'll be level on points, and I believe the gap in terms of goal differential is only like four or five goals, so that can easily close uh, pretty quickly. Last thing I have to mention about this match is obligatory Paco Alcacer scores off the bench to get Dortmund back one goal, but not enough for them to win the match. So that was that, was that match. And like I said, if you guys want to take a look at the highlights, this is a great one. And Dortmund really chokes here and hurts their chances of winning the title. Next up, we have Schalke versus Fortuna Dusseldorf. So it's safe to say at this point in the season that Schalke has just completely fallen apart. There's really no two ways about it. They are not a good team this season. They are not a competitive team this season. They have lost their identity. I don't even know what else to say. They're just not playing well in any way, shape, or form. They lost to Dusseldorf 4-0, or rather I should say Dusseldorf won the match 4-0. you got to give credit to Dusseldorf. Schalke is definitely the flop of the season, but I do have to give credit to Dusseldorf. I was not expecting them to kind of do as well as they have been doing. They're not an amazing team, they're not even contention for European competition, but for a team that just got promoted last year, they're in the middle of the table and kind of, you know, handing troubling results to big teams. They, Schalke is a team that I used to consider a very strong team. They just beat them 4-0. Back a couple months ago, they tied Bayern 3-3 in the you know, late embers of the game. 
So Dusseldorf has been one of those teams that, even though they just got promoted, they're, they're giving trouble to a lot of established Bundesliga teams. So congrats to Dusseldorf. You know, they, they've been doing well for themselves, I think, for their first year back in the Bundesliga. All right, next up, we have RB Leipzig versus Nuremberg. So RB Leipzig is able to squeeze out a 1-0 victory, and they currently sit in third place. So third place is actually where Gladbach was sitting since Bayern got into second place. But because of Gladbach's poor run of form recently, they've actually dropped into fourth, and RB Leipzig has went up into third. Granted, the gap between second and third is starting to grow and grow. I believe it's at like eight points now. But RB Leipzig is holding that third place spot now which shows you know, Gladbach's recent form that they've been able to drop from second all the way down to fourth. They haven't had really good results in the last few weeks. So Nuremberg is actually, you know, I've mentioned a bunch of times, they're actually in the bottom of the league. They're in relegation. They're in the relegation spot. But somehow they've been able to turn this season around from the first half of the season, and they're now actually starting to give trouble to a lot of big teams here. I believe a few weeks ago there was a 0-0 tie between Nuremberg and... Dortmund and now this week they only gave up one goal to Leipzig so compare that to the first half of the season where I believe they gave up like six or seven goals to some big teams this is a stark difference from Nuremberg's first half of the season granted I don't think they're gonna you know get out of the relegation spot or maybe they might just barely they're still not a great team but they at least have been able to shore up the defense and the goaltending to the point where they're not giving up seven goals a game and sometimes even being able to uh, scrape out uh, a 0-0 tie against teams like Dortmund. So, I mean, Nuremberg, they've definitely changed something around to be able to get them that result. And RB Leipzig is trucking on here with uh, continuing victories and continuing to stack on some points. All right, next up, we have Frankfurt versus Hoffenheim. Now, this was definitely the thrilling match of the week. It was a 3-2 victory to Frankfurt. Now, this was a late, late game winner for Frankfurt to get this victory. They scored the tying goal in the 89th minute to tie the game at 2-2. And then in the 96th minute of extra time, they scored the game-winning goal to win against Hoffenheim 3-2. So that was super exciting. Anytime there's a lot of late game winners, late goals, the games are always exciting for me. Allaire added a goal to his total, and Joe Ellington added a goal to his total. So they're both starting to climb the goal-scoring sheets, especially Allaire. He's definitely in the, in the top five, I believe, up there with Luka Jovic. If you guys want to check out the highlights of this game, definitely check them out in the show notes below. It's got everything you want. It's got goals, red cards, you know, like I said, a crazy comeback. So you definitely want to check out the highlights of this match. It was one of the more exciting ones of this game week. Next up, we have Bayer Leverkusen versus Sporting Club Freiburg. So this is a 2-0 clean shit to Bayer Leverkusen. Now, in the last five matches, Leon Bailey has three goals. So that's already way better than he was doing in the first half of the season. He had a whole long, long stretch where he went without scoring a goal until he scored that beautiful free kick against Bayern. So he's starting to get back into form. Bayer pretty much dominated this game. And with this victory, they moved into sixth place, which is actually Europa League spot. So they're, as of right now, back into European competition with this victory. Next, we have Hertha Berlin versus Mainz. This was a 2-1 victory for Berlin, and an own goal came from Stark, but he makes up for it and scores later. So the one goal that Mainz had was an own goal, but then Stark was actually able to make up that own goal with a goal of their own and won the game 2-1. Now, Hertha haven't beaten Mainz in four meetings, so this has got to feel real good for them to actually be able to hand 
one of their opponents, a tricky opponent, uh, a loss. So congrats to, to Hertha Berlin. All right, so next up we have Bayern Munich versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. So like I mentioned before, Gladbach seems to be one of those teams that has had Bayern's number over the last few years. By, they beat Bayern in the last two of the three games that they've had, whether it was the current coach, the previous coach. Over the last couple of years, Gladbach has been one of those teams that just gives Bayern a lot of trouble. Bayern goes on to win this game 5-1, making them level on points with Dortmund. And after scoring those five goals, they're only two behind on goal differential. So now the pressure is really, really on Dortmund to be able to hold their spot or on Bayern to be able to take that spot from them. So the rest of the title race from now to the end of the season is going to be super, super exciting. Every single match day is going to count. Every single match and goal is going to mean something for these two teams with only two goals separating them and level on points. That's, that's a really, really tight race right now. So some of the highlights of this game. On Gladbach, Lars Stindl gets his 50th Bundesliga goal, so congrats to him. And then Lewandowski ties Claudio Pizarro with 195 goals as a foreigner in the Bundesliga. This is something I mentioned in one of the previous episodes where Claudio Pizarro has now become the oldest goal scorer. In addition to being the oldest goal scorer, he was also the leader amongst foreign players to play in the Bundesliga with the biggest number of goals. Now Lewandowski is tied with him. Lewandowski is probably going to overtake that soon. He's got more, uh, more time left in the Bundesliga than I think Claudio Pizarro does. But it's still a cool accomplishment to tie Claudio Pizarro with 195 goals. I also want to give a shout out to Jan Sommer. Even though we put up five goals on him, he had some amazing, amazing saves. His defense was not doing him any favors in terms of helping him out. Granted, some of the uh, stops he made were able to be rebounded back for a goal. But he definitely made some great, great first-time saves in Lewandowski, great first-time saves on Serge Gnabry and a couple other players. So the scoreline could have been way higher, I believe, if Jan Sommer wasn't having a great day. The defense, like I said, was not helping him at all. They, they were actually part of the reason probably why we put up five goals on them. Javi Martinez continues to have some great games, which is really, really awesome. Hopefully he stays in this kind of form for the rest of the season. And he got us a nice opening goal as well, which is really cool. He got a header off of a corner. If you guys want to check out all the highlights, they will be in the show notes below. Definitely check those out. There's a lot of action in this match, a lot of, uh, a lot of cool excitement and goals. All right, next up, we have Stuttgart versus Hanover. So Stuttgart dominates this game with a 5-1 victory after having been eight games without a win. So that's actually really awesome for them. Going eight games without a victory really sucks for you. So to have a dominating victory, like a 5-1 victory, really gets some confidence and passion back into the team. So congrats to them for that. Also, cool thing about uh, this victory in particular is that a lot of the goals were scored by a lot of the newcomers to the team, namely Ozan Kabak, who came over to Stuttgart in the winter transfer window, scored two goals, and they were his first two goals as a professional and first two Bundesliga goals, and then Steven Zuber scores two goals and assists one. Now, both of these players joined Stuttgart in the winter transfer window, so Stuttgart clearly made some good choices during their transfer window in the winter, and obviously it's benefiting them as all five goals were in some way scored or assisted by these two players. So congrats to them. Hanover. What can we say? I'm not surprised by, by the result by this at all. 
Wolfsburg versus Werder Bremen is the next match. It was a 1-1 tie, but the notable thing here is that Bremen continues its scoring streak and still has not went any match in this entire Bundesliga season without scoring a goal. So congrats to them. Hopefully they can keep that going. I don't know if any teams ever went a full season scoring every single goal. I don't know if that's ever happened in the Bundesliga or other leagues. If you guys know, please let me know. Like send me some articles or statistics if you know, uh, you know the facts on this. But I, I think it'd be really, really cool if Bremen can go the entire season scoring in every single game. That'll be a pretty cool record for them to have. And I, I don't know if anyone can ever match it or break that if, if it happens. That's a super awesome record to have if they can get it. So anyway, guys, that is this episode. That is match day 24 for episode 10. As you guys saw, there were a lot of exciting, exciting games. And the title race is heating up to the point where every single match and every single goal will count now, both for Bayern and Dortmund, but also the other results will put pressure on certain teams to get wins and, and try to get more points to get them into European competition or a Europa League spot or a Champions League spot. So from now to the end of the season, it's going to be very, very exciting. I'm especially looking forward to the Bayern versus Dortmund match coming up in a few weeks because that one, honestly, is going to might be one of the matches that decides which of those two teams wins the Bundesliga title. So that's super, super exciting, and I really can't wait to see that one. If you guys check the show notes for this episode, you will see the highlights of the Frankfurt and Hoffenheim game. Like I said, that's super awesome game, super exciting. Definitely check that out. I'll put highlights of the Bayern versus Gladbach game as well. That was a fun one. And I'll also include an article about Lewandowski's record as a goal scorer for having the most goals as a foreigner. So definitely check that out in the description and the show notes for this episode. One last bit of uh, housekeeping notes here is that this is now my 10th episode. And with the podcast host I use, after 10 episodes, they only, they only show 10 episodes. So after this episode, episode one's going to go away. And then when episode 12 comes out, episode two is going to go away. So they're going to start taking off the lower episodes. So if there's anyone you know that is a soccer fan or wants to know more about the Bundesliga or just get into different soccer leagues outside of you know the main ones, please, please, please take this time now to send them this podcast because starting next episode, they're going to start removing episodes at the bottom of the table. So please encourage your friends, all your buddies to listen to this so that they don't miss the introduction episode and all the ones that follow that. Also, I'd love for you guys to send me some emails or questions, comments. My email is w2bundesliga at gmail.com. That's w, the number two, bundesliga at gmail.com. And you can also connect with me on Instagram. My Instagram is welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores. That is welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores. Both of those will be in the description of this episode as well. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Andrew. I'll see you guys next week. Yeah.